all. The captain is the very embodiment of the ship. That is what I believe. If he tells you to die, you should do so happily. I, your first officer, expect all of you to believe this ideal as I do. For he is the captain of this ship, and he's earned that title. This way, Mr. Tyler. Hi, what's up? Well, well, looks like everyone's here. Huh? Oh, hi there, Lieutenant Yamamoto. It's been a while. Did they assign you to this broken-down destroyer, too? You, you're that guy from the pension department. Well, what do you know? If it isn't Yuriko. So, what brings you to this hunk of scrap metal? Please, don't touch me. I see you haven't changed. But I still think you're beautiful when you're angry. Japanese, a podcast where three dudes, I'm not going to say the other part, talk about anime. I've lived with that other part for two years now. <laughs> Old man. More than that. He'd die happily if you told him to. He's Bill. Not the one I thought you picked for me. <laughs> no, <laughs> never say die. <laughs> <laughs> Bill well, is like the Energizer Bunny. Never give up, never surrender, Bill. Exactly. You are the enemy within, Matt. Who are you talking to? Who's inside me? <laughs> Who's what? Just wave over your shoulder. Hi. And well, they can't excuse see that. me, princess. I mean, excuse me for living. Ah, my name is Andy. <laughs> my friend Chris is gonna love that. Hey guys. Hi. Hi. Welcome aboard once again to another episode of Tune Japanese. We're here talking about the irresponsible Captain Tyler. Yeah. A show in which Matt is bringing to us and bringing us lots of joy. This week, it's episode three, titled, I believe, The Ship Set Sail, But Misgivings Remain, and it's a Bill Week. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill's such a card. He's ready for this episode. But before we get there, how y'all doing? Doing good. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm uh, on the tail end of my two weeks off. and Yeah. The tail end of two weeks off and one of those weeks in the hospital after yeah. already being in the hospital? Yeah. I got double hospital. <laughs> Don't you hate when that happens? I, I do. The insurance yeah. co company likes it, but yeah, no you sure hate it. Bill, uh, for those who are not uh, privy, has a couple of nasty new scars uh, from, uh, from a surgery. Yep. And uh, some bad after effects after the surgery of some things. And uh, thankfully doing okay now. Back here on the mic. Yeah, we were going to record I'm back last I'm week feeling and better, and that kind of fell through. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of hard to record while I'm in the hospital. It it would be quite the feat, but uh, we're glad you're doing okay, Bill. Am I the sick friend? Now I think you kind of are. Damn yeah, it, it's fine. I'm the one everybody's got to check on, or I'm in the hospital. You know, it's fine, Bill. Ah. It's fine. We're glad you're okay. <laughs> yep, I appreciate that. I'm glad I'm okay too. I, I always underestimate how long it takes to get better in the hospital. So every time someone I know has been in the hospital, I've always not thought about going to visit until they've left. Yeah, you didn't come visit me. 
Yeah, Matt. What the, what the hell? hell? I suck. <laughs> but I got some great nips. <laughs> Matt's nips are mighty tonight. Uh, this, this, that, this shirt, this shirt of Hachimaki from Planetes is a size too small. It's a, it's cold in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So we uh, we're here to talk about this episode. Uh, I do want to before we get going. I want to talk just a tiny bit about anime tropes, if you'll indulge me. Sure. Sure. I promised a discussion of Chainsaw Man on episode two, and then I realized when I was going back through that episode, I didn't talk about Chainsaw Man at all. That is true. Let's go. Matt, you've, you've uh, partaken in the uh, the Chainsaw Man, correct? I have had a slice of that. How far are you into that, by, by chance? Uh, finished the uh, current anime. Okay. Haven't read past volume two of the manga. Okay. See, I'm only like three episodes in, three or four episodes maybe into the anime. I I just want to talk about it a little bit because uh, Chainsaw Man, kind of similar to, you know, like there's always that sort of like flavor of the month anime. And I feel like Chainsaw Man has been like the anime that people have talked about most recently um, on a wider sort of scale. I'm kind of curious, before we get like into what I want to talk about, like, well, let's start with Bill. Bill, you, what do you know about Chainsaw Man? Uh, It's about a guy with a chainsaw on his face. All right, fair enough. Uh, I just want to get you out of the conversation. I've, <laughs> I've seen the toys from Big Bad Toy Store. <laughs> that toy from Big Bad Toy Store is rad. Like, I actually kind of want that toy. It's really neat. Matt, what are your thoughts on the anime in general before I kind of go on my little dive here? Uh, pretty good. Good action, good animation. Uh, wasn't put off by the CGI in uh, most of the time. Went a little too far with one scene in an episode. Yeah, I don't think you've seen yet. Oh, okay. No, not there. All right. Well, um, if I ever get there, I'll probably... Will I know what it is? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I will talk to you, Matt, when I get to that point. Because I, I am going to go back to it. I, I haven't uh, been had the opportunity to watch much anime lately. But So my thought process, something I wanted to bring up, and I had mentioned, kind of alluded to, and talked about in episode one of this season nine, was... That anime's over-reliance on a main character who is not unlike Tyler or other anime characters, really, really horny. And to a point where I just, I'm really turned off by the main character of Chainsaw Man. I can't remember his name off the top of my head now for some reason. It's probably Chainsaw Man. Denji. Okay. Was it, was it Denji? Denji, yeah. Okay. Spoilers ahead. For the opening bits of Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man is about, essentially, from what I've gathered so far, this guy Denji who is kind of down on his luck, living kind of on his own. Not like living on his own like in an apartment, but just kind of like scraping by. Like a bit of a derelict, a homeless sort of bum kind of character. And he happens upon uh, this demon that's this cute little dog with a chainsaw for a face. Oh, that's what that thing is supposed to be. It has his hand up its butt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm and looking at the toys. Some things happen. Oh, that's fair. Okay. I was like, fair he's got enough, his fist enough. up a chainsaw to pig's butt. I love that dog, by the way. I think that dog is fucking great and adorable. Some events happen in the anime that I won't spoil, and he, to save his own life, merges or makes a pact or something with that dog, and the dog essentially merges inside of him, and now he has this, like, demonic ability to do chainsaw for arms and heads and all that. I get that he's a loner and has not been in a relationship 
and is is not been shown affection, right? Like basically his whole life. But the way that he looks at female characters and comments on female characters and hones in and focuses on body parts of female characters is a trope that I'm sick and tired of in anime. And it's egregious in Chainsaw Man to the point where I'm really digging a lot of like the story and some of the other characters, but I, I can't Denji just when he gets in that mode of objectifying women, I just, I can't. And I know that like, that's a huge percentage of what anime is in a lot of ways. And I don't know. I just, I'm tired of that as the narrative or a driving point in anime. And I'm just kind of curious, like thinking about other anime that you've watched bill or Matt, like, can we just say enough to, uh, as enough of this? I don't know. I mean, we actually have an episode of our podcast called Them Dirty Japanese Cartoons. <laughs> Dang, good pull. I'm just, right I'm just saying, we've <laughs> we've kind of been over this before. <laughs> I agree. I know. I, I know we've talked about it before, but, like, I guess, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is a question for Matt. Like, is Chainsaw Man really that much worse, or am I just tired of this trope? You're just old. Uh, you're very tired of this trope. <laughs> it's it's it's. I've I've seen as bad uh, or worse many times. You're just getting old. Get off my property. But this <laughs> this was, I think, the first time though where a character has killed somebody in such a way that they didn't get blood on a girly magazine. <laughs> this is true. This is true. This is something that ha- that, that did happen. It. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know who this is for. Like this, this sort of like trope. I mean, I don't. I just don't get it. I and again, I'm not a prude, like by any means. But like, I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot. And, and maybe I don't have anything else to say on the subject. But yeah, um, we, need to, we need to get some more anime that objectifies uh, males into your system, and then you can <laughs> compare and contrast. Maybe, maybe, may, maybe that is something I need. I don't know. I. I I don't know. I'm just over the objectification as a as a main plot point. And I know we get some of that in uh in Tyler, but Tyler is a lot more endearing and I think less objectifying and more just like just generally charming. I don't I, know. I'm fairly in the camp that Tyler does most of what he does to genuinely try and make people feel good. I think that's a good segue to get us into this episode. I I don't know. I don't I just I just wanted to voice my frustration with like Chainsaw Man could be a really, really, really good show if it didn't rely so heavily on that trope that is really wearing thin on my patience. True. There was more of it than I would have preferred in the, to watch. So this has been our new segment, Old Man Yells at Cloud. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. Sorry, old, Bill. Man just... ye- old Man Yells <sighs> at Sexy Cloud. <laughs> I can't help it. There's our title, Old Man Yells at Sexy Cloud. Thank you very much for that. Stupid um, Sexy Cloud. <laughs> All right, I'll shut up. I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe the fans, maybe the fans will, will ring in on this on this subject but, and tell me that I just need to get over stopping prudish or something. But I mean, I don't know. I agree with you, but I also realize anime do anime, so I guess I don't know. All right, anywho, uh, Bill, it's yes, your week. It is my week to talk about the irresponsible Captain Tyler. I just want to jump right in. What are your get get us going in this episode? All right, we start with Tyler somewhere on the planet, running out down a hallway, scaring the crap out of a bunch of other officers, wearing his coat like in the cape configuration without his arms in the sleeves. I like that a little bit. <laughs> it's a really cute image. Yeah. Um, and then we cut over to uh, 
Lieutenant Yamato. Yamamoto. Yamamoto. What? Hello, Yamamoto. I'm. I am probably not going to ever do that right. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I am here to be the annoying fan that corrects you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yes, but see, you're right about things when you correct me. <laughs> So up, upgrade from the previous. <laughs> and, uh, upgrade. I love what he shouts before the scene change. Let's go to the ends of space. He's so energetic. Is there our ends of space? <laughs> Do you find space baby at the end of space? Space baby. Well, there's an ass end of space, but I don't know if there's a vagina end of space. <laughs> uh, anyway, we cut over to Yamamoto uh, talking to Admiral Dude. And Admiral Dude's like, the enemy isn't the Railguns. It's within you. All right. What does that mean? Well, there's a lot of uh, bullshittery about that phrase. So we'll find <laughs> out. It's because, open to interpretation. Because we immediately cut to, to Yamamoto standing in front of podium in front of the crew telling them the same damn thing. This is the part of the anime series where we're finally introduced to the cast, the full cast of characters. Just about. I don't know what I thought to think of this cast of characters just from a first panning shot. They do a, do a panning shot down the line, and uh, like it's interesting because they don't like you look at the line of people when it's like panned out, um, like pulled away with that overhead shot, and you see like three people in like gray suits, and they're like, "Nah, don't let's not dwell on them. Let's look at these people in the colorful outfits." <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. We don't get to really get anybody's name or anything though, so not yet, not yet, not in this scene. We have, like, a shrimpy short guy with black hair. Um, we've got a guy that looks like he probably belongs on that island with the, the pervert in Dragon Ball Z. Um, <laughs> he's got the big beard and, like, the weird hat. Um, nondescript brown-haired girl. Um, Jason Voorhees. There Jason. you go. <laughs> Don't forget the best of all, the guy in the hockey mask. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got, it. we got like, blonde guy that kind of looks like the elf, but without the pointy ears. We got, um, what's her name from the last episode? Y- y- Yuriko? Yuriko? Yeah, no. there you go. Star. Yuriko. Yuriko, Yuriko Star. Star. Yep. Yep. Um, we get a second pan shot of the rest of them. We get the Jason Voorhees guy. What the fuck's up with that? No idea. <laughs> yeah. We get guy in purple mohawk, or in purple mohawk? Guy with purple mohawk that looks like he's from, like, Mad Max or something. His name is um, Snake. They're all pretty Mad Max. At least those Marines yeah. are all pretty Mad Maxy. Short short guy with um sunglasses. Charlie Um, guy okay, guy with um that looks like he's out of Street Fighter with the tall hair. Guile. Angel. Yeah. We got redheaded guy who I think is kinda cool. I kinda like redheaded guy. Yeah, and Anderson. Love him. And uh another Mohawk guy, this one a blonde Mohawk. Cryburn. He reminds me of um, a male version of D.Va from Overwatch. Because he's got, like, his own, like, personal little mech that's, like, pink. All the, all the Marines do. So, yeah, the leader one has a pink one. I love it. I'm here for it. They're not great mechs, either. No, they're yeah. terrible mechs. But we'll get to that, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm guessing the creator is a bigger fan of, like, Fist of the North Star than Mad Max. But, yeah, Clearly. definitely. They have, they have that look, yeah. Yeah, they had to have a, a North Star look. Uh, yeah, our Lieutenant Yamamoto, uh, we get one of the the blonde guy in the pink mech, uh, says something about uh, Lieutenant Yamamoto being a greenhorn. Yeah. So has he not been to space yet? Is he just a, like an on-Earth officer or something? Well, we don't know, but... Uh, but that's, that's sure what it sounds like. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I assume he's 
newly assigned to the to the Shoukaze, and that's what they're talking about. Yeah, fair enough. I just thought, in general, calling him a greenhorn, it's like, well, you're greener than goose shit. <laughs> they called they called they called Parn a greenhorn horn. I think in the in one of the early episodes of the OVA. Yeah, and Parn was a level one dumbass who didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> We cut over to where Tyler is, because he's catching a, a ride with the twins from the yes! last episode. Yeah. Yuri and Yuri, Yuri or something? They they signed up to help Emmy. him, because they saved yes. Emmy and, yes. And Yumi. And they're in the worst uniforms. <laughs> right? One of you is like, I hope they come back, and hey, I hope you're happy. Yes, I said I hope that these characters return, and here they are. I don't know what they're supposed to do, though, like. They're in weird, like, blue unitards with armor <laughs> sleeves, and they're just there to help him. Their father is, like, a big admiral man, so they know they know things yeah. about the military. Yeah. They're, mil- they're military brats. Fair enough. Yeah. And they get to the uh, the Soyokaze. Yes. And Tyler is super not into it. The Soyokaze, which uh, in Japanese can either be read as gentle breeze or slight wind, depending on how uh, c- polite you're being. Is it about farts? Is it a fart <laughs> joke? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, the, the, the whole thing's a fart joke. Okay, the fart. <laughs> Bill, this is your ship. <laughs> Made for you. Well, he's gonna take a ship. <laughs> he's gonna take. Maybe he's gonna take a ship. Perhaps, perhaps more than a fart because they do call, because they do call it the dumping ground. Oh, you so right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. What's well, a turd? Either way. <laughs> We cut back to the podium where Lieutenant is, you know, doing his whole rah-rah military. You do what the captain says, you die when he says die, and all that kind of shit. Tyler comes on board, and uh, everybody is super confused when he walks in because none of them have ever heard of irony. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't super surprised uh, because it's in the title. Yeah. I'm just going to say right here that I love these uniforms, especially Tyler's. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Tyler's red uniform looks really cool. He uh, he recognizes Yuri right away. He's like, hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's Yuri Ko. Yuri is female, Sorry. female love. Yuri Ko. So she's a company of female love. Woo! I'm sure that makes some money. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this is where he explains that this is his reward for what happened last episode. I saved the Admiral, now I'm a captain. Yeah, he made me a captain, because he loves me. Yep. I, I love how Yamamoto's like, you're the guy from the pension office. Yep. <laughs> what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> and it upsets him so bad that he ends up having to go away and take a brain bath. <laughs> yep. Because our next scene is like an alien pot opening, and they're like, Oh, I would do a neural refresher or something. <laughs> yeah. Yamamoto, when he's told, is just like shaking. His hands yeah. are shaking. His body's shaking. He has a nervous meltdown. So has to like go into a solitude tank and get electroshock therapy. Oh my god! I just paused on like the best face from like Tyler. He's like when he's looking at the letter Yamamoto is. This is like before the thing you're talking about here. It's on uh, six twenty two. He's just, like, got his hand, like, he's half-shingling, and he's, like, looking off to the side, like, ooh, I'm so smug. And it's just the greatest shot. It's the greatest shot of Tyler. <laughs> he's found something more interesting to look at than Yamamoto. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they cut over into Jericho. Yeah. We find out the guy administering the brain bath 
is the most anime of anime doctors I've ever seen. Yeah, Dr. Kitaguchi, yes indeed. I like this character. A 33-year-old... <laughs> yeah. Apparently. He's so old. He's yeah. so old. Uh, drinking bowls of sake. A 33-year-old with a 30-year drinking habit. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm only 33. <laughs> I love this character. This character is great. Yeah, this episode is really the 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 whole intention of this episode is just to introduce us to the characters and some of their personality yep. traits and like this guy um, has a hat and he's a doctor and he likes to get fucked in blotto. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's all we need from him that's and all I'm 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 here for it. I'm here for it. He's got a wicked beard too, and I'm and, not sure if he has glasses or if those are cybernetic eyes. I assume they're goggles. I, I thought they were too. I thought they were just like little glasses. And speaking about this is the Introduce Everybody episode, uh, Tyler just wanders around the bridge for a while yelling people's names at them. <laughs> just just to make sure that they know he knows. <laughs> I love it because he's like, hey, you over there. And they're like, yes, Captain. Just checking. He's like, Duty McDooderson. <laughs> That's me. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then he decides... I'm the captain. I'm going to make an order. Uh, let's fucking blow. <laughs> High command can get fucked. <laughs> okay, peace out. Bye. <laughs> I'm the captain of the ship. We're going to do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we should not take off right now, but all right. They do. Well, forget the rules. So we got the Marine guys, um, and they're in their, their ridiculous egg-shaped mech suits. They look like that goofy... Uh, jet robot from Evangelion, except even dumber. <laughs> like with Mickey Mouse painted on the face or something. Oh. Yes. <laughs> um, and they decide that they're going to use these suits to go rumble with the pilots. Why? Yay! Because, what, what, what? because I don't get it's tradition. <laughs> it's tradition. I don't, I don't get this part. It's so weird. Meanwhile, Captain Tyler is just snapping. Yep. Um, he, he's doing a great job. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, we got a little bit of character building that the ensign, he's all like, I'm a cocky ass pilot and nothing's going to happen with me driving. Hell Is that yeah. the blonde guy? Yeah. Yep. Ensign and then, Katori. And then the woman next to him with the bob cut, she's like, as long as we don't run into any railcon ships, because she also doesn't understand irony. Cross those fingers. You, you can't double cross. That just kind of reacts to first cross. It does. It's you gotta, true. You got to cross something else. It's true. You ever That's done you... that and touch your fingers together and suddenly you can't tell which finger is which, really? Yes. No? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I thought I, you were I, making I a not. kiss. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your nerve impulses get out of whack or something. Yeah, like... No? Okay. Just checking. I'm there with you. I was a kid who did weird things. I mean, I was a kid who did weird things, but... We switch over to Yamamoto, uh, who's found that he's been given a gift. Yeah, weird. This is weird. I got you a present. And it turns out to be a bomb. But not like a deadly bomb, just like a humiliate you, but yet wreck your room and blow the door off the hinges bomb. Mm -hmm. For some, who, who leaves the bomb? The, one of the Marine, the Marines do. Yeah, one of the Marine guys, the the blonde Marine guy, or like like the fuzzy coat, the bane coat. Gotcha. Either one. Anderson or Cryburn, one of them. Um, Tyler also has a gift. Yes. Yep. But he's he's snoozing. But so he's he napping, so it's just like in his lap. Yeah, this time we see Anderson just leaving it there. Uh the twins are working on a flight simulator, uh kind of learning how to operate the weapons, I think. 
This is a cocky pilot of the ship, of the Soyokaze. This is one of the fighter pilots with the black, black hair who's like, oh, it's different when you're actually in combat. The one with, like, the orange <laughs> suit? Yeah, yeah, the, flight, the orange flight suit. Kojiro. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And this is what the Marines, in their mech suits, show up to start the fight. It's like a fucking gang war, or like, uh, <laughs> like... Uh, yeah, but why? the pilot... Like, like West Side Story or something, with mechs. But the pilot is kicking their ass in the mech suit. Like, that just proves the pilot's badass. Punching the face. Those things need windshields. That's absolutely new yeah. shields. <laughs> Bill, I really want that that pilot with the the short pilot with the green suit. I really want those shoulder pads. They're not quite Excel shoulder pads, but I but I really want them. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say you wanted the short pilot in the green suit. I mean that too, or orange rather, but that that too. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think I said green, but anyway, you did say green. I, I That's think, why I was like, I know, whatever, I know. I'm <laughs> my brain. Okay, so like you talk about stupid things. Like ever since I was a little kid, for some reason, like. I'll see orange and say green, and I'll see I'll see green and say orange. My brain just always does that. Over. I've done that with orange and yellow my whole life. Okay, there you go. I don't feel so bad. Although and eleven and twelve, I always okay. I always I always say a number and then hold up the wrong number of fingers. So <laughs> I do that sometimes I mean, in front of students, and it's embarrassing. When I do that, it's I'm being an asshole. I'll do that in front of students, and I'll be like, there, there's, "Like, there's a reason why I don't teach math." Come on, guys. <laughs> but no, eleven and twelve. Like if they were if they were correctly named. You know, one teen and two teen. I would never have trouble with it, but they gotta have the stupid eleven and twelve name, and it throws me off. And Allie's has this other kid. Uh-huh. All right, so the guy gets punched through the wind, the lack of windshield. Yeah, the, the lack thereof of windshield. Uh, <laughs> his mascot costume mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Uh, Star and Yamamoto talk about how Tyler is uh, elsewhere. They talk about how Tyler wound up being the captain of the ship, but apparently this ship is nothing but a pile of screw ups. The captains on the ship don't last more than three days. Yep. So this was basically a way to not give him anything real to do but and get him to leave uh, without actually, like, firing the moron. When it flashed back, the Admiral says he'll put things and send things into chaos if he's allowed to, uh, if he's entrusted with responsibility. And this ship, apparently, yeah, any, any responsibility is going to screw up. The captain of the ship's always a screw up, a ship of screw ups, and... They just want to kind of drub them out real quick and be done with them. Yeah. Yeah. But she, Star says that, you know, she's partially responsible for him being here. So she's going to help him not be a screw up. That's cool. She's going to try and fix him. Yep. Basically. And Yamamoto is like, fuck yeah. Good idea. Me too. He's my captain. So I have to serve him loyally. <laughs> I dig that. I kind of like the the idea that they're on and they're actually going to kind of be on his side here. Just in time for the rumble. Just in time. <laughs> they go break up the rumble, I should say. What the fuck? What the, the fuck? The Royal Rumble! Again, this makes no sense, but I guess I'm here for it. Yep. <laughs> Tradition. The twins are just like, we gotta get Captain Tyler. And when they grab him, he like drops his present on the floor as they drag him off to the see the fight. Yep. When they get there, Yamamoto has actually already calmed things down. Uh, and Tyler's just like, eh, they got rambunctious natures. <laughs> boys will be scamps. boys. You scam, you boys. Boys will be boys. <laughs> and Yamamoto is like, um, Captain, say something, do something. <laughs> and he's just like <laughs> fucking with a little robot that's like broken on the ground. <laughs> it looks like the robot from Venture Brothers. He's like fucking trying to stick stuff on it. <laughs> And yeah, eventually, after Yamamoto tells him like four times, 
Pyro's like, oh, an order, huh? Um, do what you want. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Forget all the rules. Yep. Do what you want. Uh-huh. I have something to say on, on this particular point. <laughs> Please do. Uh, somewhat recently, I read uh, the original Har Space Pirate Harlock manga. Oh, Re I love Harlock. So rest much. in rest in power or Leiji Matsumoto who died recently. Yeah, rest in peace. I learned reading that that uh, Harlock's philosophy is you can do whatever you want as long as you come together to do your duty when the ship needs you to. And I think this is, might be the sort of at least a reference to that being made here in this episode. I can I can see that. That makes sense. Ah, oh, I love Captain Harlock and Esmeralda and. Yeah. Three nine and oh, it's just so good. I need to go back and just rewatch three nine. Well, you will have time to do it because the only thing left of the episode is the brawl starts up again, yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, this is a yep. short episode. It's it really, one of those ones where it'd be really good we, to combine we, with another episode. Yeah, it ends with one giant plume of smoke coming out of the ship. Yeah, uh, there wasn't. It was kind of. Pacing-wise, it was kind of uh, it was all real back-heavy, and even the back-heavy, there wasn't a lot of it. <laughs> right. Yeah, and this is a classic sort of spaceship design, very similar to, uh, again, Leiji Matsumoto's uh, previous work, uh, Space Battle Yamato. All right, well, uh, I guess this is the part of the show where we talk about our thoughts on the episode, and since it's Bill's episode, Bill gets to go first. I suppose this episode uh, did a pretty good job of doing what it set out to do, at least getting you seeing who these people are and what the interactions of the ship are, naming some names, and kind of giving you a general gist of this ship's fucked up, Tyler is put here to be a fuck up. <laughs> Clearly he won't be because that's the point of the show. With a little help from his friends. It was a fine uh, middle ground utility episode. It really uh, <clears throat> works better when it's paired with the next episode. It's basically a two-parter. Maybe we'll record episode four next week, and I'll I'll combine them together as I edit this and realize it's twenty minutes long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you have not much to cover on this one. But... Yeah, no, it's introduces some characters. It kind of reminds me of once we get all these characters into Gurren Lagan, and you have this like really big cast, like a big ensemble cast. And unlike other animes where we get like kind of just a tight knit group, like now we have like all these other characters who are like kind of a part of it. So like I, I, I get the, like a similar sort of sense. So much like Gurren Lagann, I'll just know their faces and not really give a shit about them. Most of yeah, them. Yeah, well, maybe <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think I'll struggle with remembering these names. I have a feeling, but but generally speaking, uh, it was a fine episode. I it was probably the weakest of the three so far, but generally speaking, it was fine. The next episode's a blast. It was the one that truly got me uh, to uh, say, I'm going to collect the rest of this series on VHS in alternating Japanese and English dub. I, I have watched uh, Into the Show uh, pretty far, but I was on morphine the whole time, so I... I... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, speaking of morphine, I need to get to watching 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> So let's go ahead and just make an executive decision right here. This is going to be a two-parter. And let's just head to the break card.
Hey, welcome to The Break Card. It's Andy, and I hope you are doing well. Apologies, this episode took a lot longer to release. When we recorded the first one, we were recording much later than we normally would, in large part because, as we talked about in the first half of this episode, Bill was in the hospital for quite a while. Uh, he's doing better now, so thank goodness for that. We did our second recording because the first one ended up being so short, and now we took some extra time to edit. Um, I'm also started have started my sabbatical, which means that I have time off, but the time in between to prepare for that time off has been a lot, and I have not had as much time to work on podcast stuff. So thank you so much for hanging with us. Hopefully you enjoy this double episode as a way of making it up to you where we talk about two episodes of Captain Tyler. If you want to help alleviate some of our issues financially, you can head to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese where you can help support the show. We just got charged for our subscription to Podbean, which is a good 100 bucks. So if you can help support us in any way, we would really appreciate that at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. You can give a recurring amount of money and get all kinds of bonus content as well. Captain Tyler is going well. Hopefully you are enjoying Captain Tyler. It has been quite the interesting show thus far. And we're only getting started. We've got lots of episodes to get into. So let's get back into our review of episode four of The Irresponsible Captain Tyler. We're back from the break card. Oh, yes. Oh. Back from the break card. Definitely on the same day. Absolutely on the same day. Bill's audio will sound exactly the same. Also, I didn't realize I changed microphones. During the break card. It was a... Long break card. And I'm still dancing to that nice, fun ditty they got. He listened to that on repeat for like three weeks. For the entire break card? The entire break card. Matt's been just jamming. It's better than Yakety Sax. (laughs) Hey, it's Matt's turn. We're going to talk about episode four now, which is titled... Episode four. Enemy! Crisis! We surrender! Lots of exclamation points. Never enough exclamation points for serious matters. You need lots of exclamation points. For serious matters? Right. Serious matters. Those are the people that like Matt the best of the three hosts? Yes. The matters? Those those Ah. are the matters. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Pass. And their whole fan club, they can can, uh, have special hats, and then they're the, the matter hats. Yes. The hat matters? Yes. Then, of course, there's that one cannibal in the group the matter eater lad oh god i did not know where that was going <laughs> i wasn't sure either oh hey matt you're, you're going to talk about this episode and uh, I, I know that you are very excited about this one and we definitely talked about how excited you were about it last time yep when we we well, last time i mean before the break card on the same day this, on this the is same a, day this is an early pivotal episode yes so, uh, Matt, take us through this episode, will you? All right. I'd like to begin by recapping the last three episodes. So, just sit right back uh... and you'll hear a tale, a tale. Oh, wait, that's something else entirely. <laughs> I was like, we don't have time for that. <laughs> if they want to recap of those, they can go listen to the first half of this episode and the last two episodes. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, the last time on the Irresponsible Captain Tyler, Tyler gave his crew an order. Do whatever you want. And now we tune in soon after that declaration. Do as thou will is the whole of the law. <laughs> okay, that makes a little more sense because I was watching this episode and I was like, 
why is anything in the first half of this episode happening? And I was so confused. And I guess that makes a little more sense. It doesn't fully answer the question, but at least a little bit. Carry on. My wayward son. <laughs> Anderson drinks. Anderson Cooper? No, no, the uh, the tall, uh, possibly Danish-looking fellow. Oh, Danish? that guy. Is Anderson a Danish kind of name? I don't know. It sounds like it could be Danish. Isn't that a type of dessert? I I want to I want a Danish now. Damn it! You got to get some in the morning because I'm sure you have it in your in your food area. <laughs> yeah. That sounds weird. That sounds really weird. Out of context. <laughs> at your job, the food area at your job. Yes, the tall, handsome, beefy Anderson is having a drink. He's got a nice little flask there. Yes, he do. And he guesses it's time for the final option. What is the final option, Matt? Uh, biscuit or roll. Toast or pancake? Bongata blitz. Regular regular toast or pancake? I mean, regular toast versus pancake. Pancake going to fuck that toast up. Well, yeah, but like you go get breakfast and like their options are always like, would you like toast? Would you like a muffin? Or would you or like like an English muffin? Or would you like like a pancake? And I'm always just like, well, pancake? Except for today when I got breakfast, I got I got toast instead. I really Matt toast. clearly doesn't have any villagins in Texas. Nope, nope, nope. He doesn't eat breakfast at all. <laughs> I hear there's no breakfast in Texas at all. It's all just... It's That's all a just song, isn't text, it? it's all just I think it is. <laughs> no, no. The <laughs> song is no all breakfast my breakfast in is Texas. all my breakfast is in Texas. Is how the song goes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're derailing already here. Yeah, we're <laughs> really punchy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to the bridge where Yamamoto is all like, "I can't believe you did that," and Tyler is just like, "Oh, I did do that, didn't I?" <laughs> did I do that? Fucking Tyler. Fucking Tyler. There's a great. There's a really great um, freeze frame. On two minutes and nineteen seconds on the YouTube video, where Yamamoto is just incredulous, and it's I think my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, one of my favorite things about this show is the animation and the uh, facial and the designs and some of those great character moments where someone's just shocked by what's going on. And some of it is very not anime. Some of it feels more Looney Tunes or like American cartoon than it does Japanese. There's one later where uh where Tyler's being like kind of half throttled and like I'm just like is this a Simpsons? <laughs> Why you little <laughs> <laughs> Why you little Tyler? <laughs> Yamamoto makes a big mistake here. He tries to get Tyler to do something. And <laughs> Tyler denies every every request like a like a little child. Yeah, and he's having a great time doing it. Yes, he's got a big giving orders sure is fun. Tyler hopes Yamamoto can get promoted someday too. I don't know if that was Intended to be nasty, or if it was just did that hurt? Everybody's rubbing it in that Yamamoto can't do shit <laughs> because apparently in this military you can't even declare a superior to be unfit for duty or anything like that. Which I don't know if that's like sort of taken from like a more traditional Japanese army aesthetic or something. I suppose you could always kill him. He could. I mean, all those people are coming up to kill him now. So we kill you, Captain, then we all move up in rank. Everybody goes up one notch. Yes, that's how that works. I love how he just defeatedly decides, I'm just going to take a (laughs) robo-sleep. Time for a neural cleanse. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Uh, this, there's one point in here where Yuriko is thinking to herself, like, Tyler doesn't realize that he's been, that this place is a dumping ground, and they sent him here because they want to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Yep. In three days. 
And she, she, the way she's thinking about it, she thinks about it like it would actually make a difference to him if he knew. I don't think it would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. I know enough of this character now that it would not. Hey, what's going on with them? Uh, with that, with that fight from last episode. Excellent setup, Andy. Thank you. You're welcome. Yep, the Marines have finally concluded their fight with the pilots. Their traditional fight, mind you. And now the real fun begins, one of them said. Who said that? I've forgotten. I think it was uh, Cryburn. The guy in the big pink mech? Pink mech. Yes. Yes. Mickey Pink Mech Cryburn. That's his name. Yes. And the real fun, we'll find out, is not good for Tyler. (laughs) Something. They're going to storm the bridge because the vice captain uh, (laughs) won't make the vote go their way. (laughs) You know, Yama, 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 please get me. I think I damaged Matt. You broke him. No, no. You just set me on a Police Academy remembrance (laughs) stint. Same thing. I'm like the Hannibal Lecter of anime. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, uh... (laughs) Okay. This is the the first bit, the first part in this episode, where uh, Yamamoto really doesn't get what's happening. Because he says that it's Tyler's irresponsible order that has driven the men to mutiny. I don't know if he said irresponsible. I just... He did it. He did the thing. He said the title. <laughs> but but he, <laughs> he, he, he actually thinks that that Tyler is the reason they're mutinying. They were already mutinying before he said anything. Just kind of gave him a little bit of a push. Someone mentions that it's a coup, and Tyler's like, hey, a coup sounds like fun. Maybe we should join in. <laughs> Tyler's so dumb. <laughs> He's so dumb. Dumb, lightful. <laughs> very cromulent of you. <laughs> and uh, I want to take this moment to point out the Tanuki on the bridge. Tanuki! I caught that. I was like, is there a fucking hedgehog? And then later on in the episode, I caught actually what it was. <laughs> That's pretty great. I like that. Yeah. The bridge crew is basically trying to tell Tyler that it's all his fault and that they, the Marines see him as the enemy. And Tyler's just like, I'm not the enemy. What, are you crazy? What you talking about? I'm the captain. What you talking about, Yuriko? The Marines are uh, making their way through the ship. There's explosions everywhere. And then we see the Marines break through a barrier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then we catch up with Dr. Kitaguchi in the... Uh, he's in sickbay. He's running... I didn't think I'd run out of painkillers before we ever got to the front. And I love I love his response is, well, I guess we better go with plan B or something. And it's just him drinking his own alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that's the old-fashioned the, way. The, old, the old-fashioned method. Which isn't helping them at all. Helps him. I just, I thought it was funny that he mentions the old-fashioned method and an old-fashioned is a drink. It's, uh, I mean, it worked for my parents, so, <laughs> you know, just, got, got responsibilities and problems, just drink it uh, yeah. off. Yeah, so he gets a mouthful of booze, and I just think cry, kid. I think he's, <laughs> I think the doctor wants to use, is thinking of uh, using the booze as an aseptic, but it's just too tasty. Yeah, you can't waste it on them. Or a painkiller, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I think That's, it's pink. That color. is the old West way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Take a lot, though. Also, old fashioned is my drink of choice. It is Bill's drink of choice. Oh, he loves him some bitters. Mm-hmm. And back on the bridge, they're uh, arguing about what they should do and how they can stop the mutiny. And everybody's got their own 
idea of how how to do it. Like Yuriko said, thinks that reason and understanding will stop it, and Yamamoto takes the stance of you can't reason with these people. And Tyler loves Yuriko's passion. That passion slaps the shit out of him. Smackaroo! Because yeah. he like touched her. Uh, this um, unwanted hand holding, Tyler. I can't can't be touching the subordinates. Yes, you want to make sure that you get permission. I don't like the beginning of this episode at all. It drags so much. It does kind of. It's just I don't know. It just drags. It's I don't know. So I don't know. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a slow start to this episode. Well, you know, it, it's completing the uh, what they started last time before they get into the actual big event of the thing. It would work better if we if you'd watch them. Back to back. Um, we did, Matt. We were just in the episode yeah. a few minutes oh. ago. Yes, remember? <laughs> did you forget our lies? I mean, <laughs> our method. <laughs> did you forget our lies? I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I knew it. It's the same day we recorded the first one. There, yeah. This is some setup. You know, solidifying the relationship between all the all the main. "Quote unquote main characters." Yes, the first half of this tacked onto the last episode and tightened up. Probably yes. would have been a better a better pace. You absolutely could have tightened up the tail end of last episode and the beginning of this episode, and totally put them together and made it work. I can see that because the, the 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 tail end of the the last episode is what I didn't like. It where they were just like, "We're just gonna fight," and I'm like, "Why?" Because because tradition. Because tradition. Yeah, tradition. I just don't understand why they're using a mech to fight a dude. That's that just makes you look like a wimp when you got to use a whole mech suit to fight a guy not in a mech suit. <laughs> well, you know, just in, it's to punch the planes. Still, I don't know. You got a whole ass. If you have a whole ass mech suit and you don't win against the dude immediately, <laughs> you're not a very good mech suit pilot. Uh, they are pretty cramped. Must be hard. Mm -hmm. Anderson and Cryburn, they call the bridge to to. Uh, to gloat and and suggest that surrender might be the best thing to do. Doesn't Tyler say it's great? <laughs> Tyler thinks it's a good idea. He doesn't mind at all. <laughs> but... Oh, Tyler. Yamamoto goes into some spiel about military discipline and the Marines need to ship up, shape up and follow orders. And they're just like, bullshit. Discipline doesn't mean anything. Strength is what's important. Speaking of strength, those mechs just punch right through those doors. It's wrong. They do. <laughs> and then, yeah, Yuriko's like, now, no, it's love. Oh, yeah, yes, I forgot Yuriko's like, love, love line. <laughs> You're trying to talk us out of this with love, Cryburn says. Or, no, uh, Anderson says. When Yuriko, Yuriko says that uh, previous episode, I think it was, that no captain has lasted more than three days on the ship. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, this is just what I'm assuming here. I'm... Assuming there's a possibility that the Marines, they do this sort of thing anytime there's a new captain to sort of uh, test the metal of their of the new captain. And in most cases, their new captain just can't handle it. That makes sense. That might be the actual driving force. Or they're just jerks. I hope that's the reading of it, because it will actually may have this make at least some sense. I mean, obviously they're jerks, but... I think maybe them being jerks is what drives the captains off, because what else would be driving them off? Right. And if they're that big of jerks, like, they would just they would just fire them at some point. Like, get off our ship. Unless they're just that desperate for bodies for the military-industrial complex. I mean, they're starting a war for no reason. It is true. Their space was invaded by that 
ship in episode one. Well, yeah, but they were already ready to go to war by that time that happened. Yeah. And there seems to be, like, a little bit of a cold war. They expected it, but they expected it because they they knew that they were being blamed for the death of the uh, Ralgon Emperor, which it didn't seem like they had anything to do with. So I can understand how they'd be have been ready without actually being the aggressors at that moment. Makes a lot of sense to me. Anyway, Tyler says that they shouldn't take things so seriously because it's just a war. Yeah. I mean... War never changes. This is set uh, just before the year 7,000, I think. How much war have we would we have been through by that time? Not as many as uh, 20K. Huh? I do appreciate the rad dudes call out there, Bill. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Rad dudes. <laughs> rad dudes. He's so jaded by the government's never-ending wars to generate profits for the weapons industry and line the pockets of senators. And uh, I made myself sad. <laughs> I have no, I, I have no idea what that's all about. But, that's very sad. Uh, Look around you. But anyway, I made, I made myself sad. Oh, I'm sorry, Bill. <laughs> I'm just trying to find uh, some meaning in exactly why Tyler says uh, what he says there. I suppose just because it doesn't. He doesn't really think anything matters. Yeah. He's so laid back. He's almost a nihilist, I think. A little bit. He's not quite, like, Lebowski-level nihilist. No, he's not, like, German nihilist, but he's... He's definitely circling that area of nihilism, like, cheerful nihilism. Yeah. He's a he's a cheerful nihilist. Huh. Interesting concept. He's there for a good time, and if uh, things fall apart because of it, it's fine. It's meant to. All right, so the Marines are coming, the bridge crew has taken up arms, and they're lying in wait, and Tyler doesn't know how to use his gun, so he asks Yamamoto, and Yamamoto's just like, how do I use this thing? Yeah, Yamamoto <laughs> just ignores him, like, fuck you, if you die, I'm not, I'll am not. i be happy. You know what, uh -huh. he's probably better off Tyler not shooting around. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably better they don't tell him how to turn the safety off. We come in peace, shoot to kill, shoot to kill, men. <laughs> Well, it doesn't take these people long to get uh, Tyler under control and all of his people. Like you said earlier, the, the mech suits punch into the bridge and they set off, like, they fire stun grenades or something. Mm -hmm. And then we show the whole bridge crew captured. And Tanuki! Yes, kind of a tie back to episode two when Tyler and all and company found themselves at the mercy of the... Of the the elf and the and the door or the orc or whatever. <laughs> yep, the elf and the orc, bombers. But oh no, what's this? They're warping. They sure are. I guess that's what that means. Yeah, something triggered a random uh, warp, and they get surrounded by the cool rainbow bubble that I love so much. It is pretty neat. It's like an oil slick. It, it kind of is. Yeah. Or uh, or like uh, ener energon cube, like 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 energon cubes from like uh. Transformers a little bit. There you go. You big old Interjon Sphere. Yes. Sure, sure. Um, they're worried that they're going to be transported, like, onto a planet, and they're going to kill, like, millions or billions of people. Yeah. Was it ever explained why they went into a warp for no reason? Nope. Yeah, they're not sure. We find out, like, but they're not sure why. Okay. Some damage from something that was done during the course of the mutiny. Because of Technobabble. Oh, yeah. I thought it was they were, they were, they were being teleported <clears throat> um, by the Ralgons. Oh, think so? Interesting idea. But, wrong, but interesting idea. <laughs> <laughs> now you sound like me teaching. <laughs> that, that's a really cool idea. That, that, that's totally wrong, but that's really cool. Imagine if 
your enemy could do that. That's yeah, they scary. are advanced alien or orcish or elvish. I don't know. Yeah, the the Federation never turned their transporters into into uh, weapons, right? They just beam a enemy ship into a sun. So they say brace for yes. what's going to happen. Yeah, they say that, and then they all sit casually without bracing or seat belts or anything. Like they're just like, eh, they did they did fun. sit. <laughs> what? They're all just casually like, oh, this is going to be cool. It's fucking stupid. Well, it seems like either they landed with no problem, uh, or they were going to hit something and everybody's going to die anyway. So, I mean, that's yeah, fair. but all the all the same, I just for some reason I love the phrase "dimensional shift shock." Well, they they survived the dimensional shift. Is that is that your finish move there, Matt? Dimensional your shift WWE shock finisher. Yes. Yep. Uh, no. <laughs> Is that is that is that supposed to be sort of a wrestling thing? I hear you guys are into wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Oh, quick, right now, Matt. If you were a wrestler, what would your finishing move be? Yes, Na- give me the name. Tell me either what it is or what you would name it. Uh, you only have fifteen seconds to choose. Off the uh, rope uh, leg drop. Uh, what'd you call it? What'd you call the off the rope leg drop? The dimensional shift shock. <laughs> <laughs> he said no uh, to that, Bill. Slice of your life. Oh, I love that, actually. <laughs> That's really fucking good. And he's going in for the slice of your life leg drop. That's really good. Because I take a slice of my opponent's life with it. <laughs> so they, they successfully transport. And what do they find, Matt? Everybody's got their somber expressions and Ty's just like... Mm. He's very happy about the whole thing. <laughs> very, very excited. Laid back. Laid back. <laughs> You well, have we're not dead. A house falling down around his ears. He's just standing in a doorway going, yeah, I'll start smiling now because we'll either be dead, nobody will know, or we won't be. Can we just take a moment to admit that we're all jealous of this? Don't we always we could be so composed in the face of such an event? I will agree. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But also I feel like ignorance is bliss. <laughs> no anxiety whatsoever? <laughs> Yes, please. <laughs> uh, yeah. The reason Andy thought the Raugons may have teleported them is because they come out of warp in front of a Raugon fleet. Yes. And we get oh, the dude no. with the we get the dude with the helm with the horns. The snidely whiplash Raugon captain. He does have a cool mustache. Whose name I was going to look up but then forgot because he was calling the Raugon captain throughout the whole thing. Yes. Horny McElf. Horny McElf. Horny yes. McElf. Whoa, 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 whoa. So we see the Raugun captain. He gives the order to prepare for open fire. They send out a distress signal. The twins cry out for their father. And then Yamamoto and Yuriko ask Tyler if he has a plan. Because everything they've experienced up to now, how could Tyler not have a plan, right? Yeah. Clearly, he knows what he's doing. Clearly. <laughs> they've really been paying attention. <laughs> but no, Tyler does not have a plan. But we do, and that plan is... Oh, wait. Rendered moot by how we started this episode. <laughs> Never mind. A, you know, we get the nice little break card. Break card! You're not going on break card. But I'm still dancing to it. Let the record show that I did, in fact, dance in front of the camera, which nobody but you guys can see. It's true. I saw it. While sitting down. During D and D, one of our today, one of our friends yelled "break card," <laughs> and then I went. Doo-dee, 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 doo. 
that did, that did happen today. He didn't do the trigon. He didn't do the trigon guitar. I was like, "You do listen." <laughs> this does have one effect that Yamamoto has been waiting for. It causes everybody on the bridge to come together. Yes. Oh my! It was a mess. It was quite a mess. Uh, but they're happy. They're excited. They're well. That doesn't help at all. They're gonna work together. <laughs> and if they go down in history as the first UPSF vessel to fire upon the Ragon Empire, that's a okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. At least we died and made it in the history books. They're gonna die trying. Yeah, he's he's definitely doing the death before dishonor kind of thing. Yeah, that sort of th- bullshit. Secure in his own pontification, Yamamoto totally fails to notice Tyler ordering that they surrender. <laughs> I love that. It's so random. <laughs> Bucket him out. <laughs> if we open fire, we're just gonna die. So let's surrender. Yeah, I mean, you could still die afterwards, but you don't know right. that for a fact. That's not a. That's not something that's definite. But firing on them, you definitely will. Right. Yeah. Definite death or likely death. So. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. And dying is no fun. No, I can't really argue with that. Big agree. Can confirm. We Yes, it's true. We get another fun uh, bit of facial expression from Yamamoto around 1220. Yeah. If you go like really, really, really slow through it, it gets really loony toony, and I love it. Yeah, with the big eyes and the mouth The light, huge eyes. It's so good. It's so <laughs> fucking good. Scott, I don't know if, I don't think I've said it before in these record, recordings, but uh, it's the animation. Yes, it's uh, it's of a particular time. But it's really good. It is. Yeah. It's well done. It's a, it's its own style. You know, whether you like that style or you don't is a separate issue than whether it was done well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was. it is all done well. It is. This was a top production of its time. Later, I'll show you guys some of the weird promotional stuff they put out with it. Which is weird because, again, I think if you ask a lot of anime fans, they'd be like, what? What is this? They don't know what it is. <laughs> was it was it Captain Tyler body pillows? <laughs> I don't <Is> think that... <laughs> I don't think so. I kind of wish there were. There 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 was some Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not into I'm not into body pillows, but I'd snuggle up with Captain Tyler. There was some news reporter with a giant fish on his head though. More news reporters should have giant fish on their heads. I agree. Mm. I think all should. That's <laughs> that, I that's my stance when I run for president. Yeah. Perfect. Yamamoto gives a speech about pride and Tyler likes I don't want to die. I'm not going to die over something like pride. Yamamoto once again wonders if Tyler has a plan. I think we know the answer to that. I'm starting to wonder if Tyler is some kind of analog to like Taoism. Oh, please tell me more. Well, just in general, you know, the the Taoist philosophy of, you know, be like water and and life will be as it will and it just kind of seems he does that that whole like Zen. Did you ever read the, Yeah, the whole Zen thing or the Tao of Pooh? If you ever read that, how Winnie the Pooh is just kind of the perfect Taoist icon or Taoist icon. Tyler kind of has some Winnie the Pooh tendencies. I find that interesting. There's like the three philosophers painting. So yeah, the so Confucius was taste. They're all tasting vinegar in this painting, and Confucius is frowning because it's vinegar and it's nasty. Yeah. Buddha is totally neutral expression because he doesn't let life get to him. Doesn't take reality in. And uh, Lao Tzu is smiling because, yeah, it's sour. It's supposed to be. It's vinegar. It is what it is and what it's supposed to be, and that's great. Yes, and I think that is kind of the Tyler mentality. I can see 
Tyler drinking vinegar and being like, oh, well, it's supposed to taste that way. So I'm happy about I tasted it. Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I am in agreement with you on this. This is why I tend to refer to Tyler as uh, my uh, space Buddha. Of course, that would be, he wouldn't be Buddha. He'd be yeah. Lao Tzu, but yeah, I can definitely see that. Or at least uh, my s- space uh, Zen master. There you go. And uh, I th- I think the uh, Tyler's uh, English VA, Crispin Freeman, agrees with you as well. Finally pulling my weight here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you did that. Tyler asserts that things will work out with the confidence of a man who knows that the universe will bend to his will. Don't you think? He definitely has the great luck feat. <laughs> Which we'll, we'll come back to that later. This concept of luck. Upon signaling their surrender, the Ralgon captain considers the uniquely human concept of surrender, which has got to be bullshit. Surely that's... Yeah, I'm sure it is. It's just from the Ralgon perspective, maybe, but not from yeah, everybody. Maybe the Ralgons don't ever do it, but there's got to be... If there's two races, there's got to be more, and some of them already have to understand surrender. Oh, for sure. Exactly. For sure. But so... In preparation for their eventual uh, victory here, the Ralgon captain instigates Chekhov's linked fire laser targeting system. (laughs) Since we're having a very special guest, Tyler wants everybody to be on their best behavior. And and also, Tanuki! Yes, with his big old belly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the the big old D is nuts. (laughs) And big old, oh my god, those, are those nuts? Yeah. Oh yeah, they're Tanuki. Oh god. That's that's a Tanuki thing. What? Like, haven't you ever heard of the? I like big balls. My uh, understanding of Tanuki only comes from Mario, and I don't oh, remember Mario I... having giant testicles when he became Tanuki Mario. Yeah, what's well, the, yeah. what's the Tanuki movie that's like a Miyazaki movie where like they're using their nut sacks to like fly around and like make ships <laughs> and shit? Okay, I'll watch that later. That's fucking wild. I think it was uh, Miyazaki's partner. What's his name? I've forgotten the title. Howl's Moving Nutsack? Is that? No, it's <laughs> Pom Poco. Pom Poco, there, that's it, yeah. Okay. Enough about, enough about big furry balls. <laughs> <laughs> Ralgon Snidely Whiplash fi- comes aboard, and he immediately figures from what he sees that there must have been a mutiny. That explains why you're here in the, at the, in this area. You had a mutiny, didn't you? And Tyler's like, oh, wow, that's impressive. Yeah, because they're like, bring me the captain. And he's like, I'm the captain. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to talk to a subordinate. I have no desire to speak to an underling. Who's the captain? Uh, quite naturally, his eye gravitates towards Yamamoto before Tyler jumps up. Nope, it's me! Hi! Just waving his arms in the air. It's really cute. <laughs> like, he just don't care. It's un- <laughs> unbelievably cute. Because <laughs> he doesn't. Ever the friend maker, Tyler says, since we're both captains, we should be friends. And this is when he gets choked out. The captain proceeds to give Tyler a nice, friendly choking. <laughs> Again, great facial expressions. Very Western animation. I think it's just like the giant eyeballs that they're drawing in this episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. The captain demands their operation orders, which I assume is, uh, what, the orders of every ship in the fleet. So if Ragan got that, they'd know where every ship was and what it was doing. That would be bad. Yes, very bad. They download it on a disc, like an old, old-fashioned floppy. Yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy Japanese office lady Clippy. Yeah, she's like, please wait, <laughs> I will help you. And it's just like, what? <laughs> she's like bowing and everything. Yeah. <laughs> please wait while I give you all of our secrets. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. But they all fit on that wonderful 
zip drive. Is that what those were called? Zip drives? They were they were floppy floppy disks. Oh, uh, there's like the hundred megabyte ones. Yeah, there was I'm the big of. ones that yeah. Oh like yeah. The, um It's kinda of one of those. Maybe zip drive, I can't remember exactly. But I don't it might, I think it might we, be it might be a zip drive. We used them in, in drafting class. Retro future tech. Yamamoto is thinking to himself about how he's gonna to have to sacrifice his life. And why why is Yamamoto getting all the Dune style internal monologues? Cause he's cool like that. Cause yeah, because that well, ultimately, yeah, that's entirely who he is. You need that sort of cool, calm, collected character alongside of Tyler's whateverness, or else this wouldn't work. Mm. You know, some people assert that this is actually that it's actually uh, Yamamoto's story. I mean, I can I can see that, but I haven't watched enough of it yet. But uh, it does make some sense so far. Yeah, so, so he's the one who's got the arc. Yep. So I'm, I'm assuming Tyler doesn't change. He just is. So yeah, if Yamamoto's one that actually has the character arc and changes at the end, I would say it was probably is his. I think happen to think it's a shared story, uh, but it's definitely well. We'll see uh, how things develop as as it goes on. The captain claims the Ralgons, basically, they subscribe to the uh, Galaxy Quest philosophy, or the philosophy of a movie that I'm probably the only one who's ever seen. Anyway, no retreat, no surrender. Never give up! Never surrender! Yes. I've never heard that before. Have you seen Galaxy uh-huh. Quest lately? Not it's been a little lately. while, but I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. Watch it again. Now we go, we go back to a conversation from earlier about what it takes uh, to win a war. And the Ragon captain tells them that it takes three things. Love, strength, and discipline. All the things that they were arguing about earlier in the episode. Love of country, possession of great strength, and the discipline to use that strength. Maybe I'm imagining it, but I think Tyler is t- using this as sort of a lecture, a point to lecture his crew. He tells the Ragon captain that his crew all have different ideas, and he's looking at the crew while he does that. So, yeah, he's either a genius or just incredibly lucky. Tyler has a parting gift, though. He does! The Ralgon are leaving, and Tyler's like, Hey, here's a gift for all this great advice you've been giving us. Yes, which was what had landed in his lap earlier in the last episode. Yep, it's the gift he got from the Marines, the same sort of gift they gave to Yamamoto in the last episode, a gift that goes boom. The exact gift they gave him in the last episode. Yes, and it's interesting because that one on Yamamoto didn't do that much damage to Yamamoto, so at first I'm like, well, that's just going to be a minor inconvenience, but it definitely does not turn out to be a minor inconvenience. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of thought the same thing. Yamamoto grabbed a pillow. Ah. Ralkon Captain, no pillow. Ah, yes. Yes. Well, I suppose, like, it was in the cockpit and scared the driver and everything, too, so... That's true. And it did screw up some of the targeting or something. Right. I love this. I love this moment. It was just kind of a chain reaction as opposed to doing all the damage itself. Yeah. Yes. One of the characters from earlier was right, because as soon as they're back on the ship, they're going to destroy the Seokaze. But then he opens <laughs> opens the gift. Ico boom. Yes. Yeah, he's like, that poor sucker, I'm going to kill him and he's giving me presents. <laughs> but before that, the Marines and everybody see that Tyler's giving him the gift. And once again, they wonder if Tyler planned this. Seriously, guys. No, he this didn't. This hope for Tyler will only get you so far. He did not. 
I don't know if it's worth even like discussing too, in too much depth, but there is no chance that Tyler had any idea of what that gift was. It was not pre-planned. This is all luck and happenstance. And Tyler legitimate just being like, I really appreciate your advice. I hope to become a better captain for my crew one day. Here is a gift because I am very grateful for you. Because he's too stupid to realize that these people are going to fire on them as soon as they're away. Because you expect any evil empire or whatever you're at war with to do that. He doesn't seem the type to intentionally give somebody a bomb. No, he sees the best in people. And I love that about Tyler. So the uh, shuttle that the Ragon captain used to go get to the Suryokase crashes into their main ship and triggers Chekhov's linked fire laser targeting system, causing every ship to start shooting at themselves because they had taken a position on opposite sides of the Suryokase. Never a good idea. They did that thing in wrestling where somebody ducks and they end up like punching each other. The two bad guys end up... <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and thankfully we have a we have a good uh, a good pilot who just like don't worry we'll go through this and it's just like very slowly moving yeah. across the screen through, through all the not a lot of piloting going on it's all oh, that so you they think didn't, they didn't get shot so yeah he must have been doing something right ensign katori is his name and he definitely takes the ship out of the battle zone avoiding all incoming lasers or particle beams or whatever the raw guns use it's not stupid if it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, not true. <laughs> but, Definitely not true. But the, <laughs> the raw gun ships, they destroy each other, and the Sorokaze gets away, and they're relaxing after a job well done or not. But here it comes again. Everybody is giving their approval for Tyler's obvious plan. You did such a good job. Except for Yamamoto. <laughs> Yamamoto doesn't buy it. My favorite quote from the episode is, Oh, there was a bomb in the box. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Captain! Are you, wah, saying wah. You were, are you saying you were giving away military secrets to save yourself? That's what Yamamoto thinks. But uh, if I've been paying attention to this episode, and Tyler has always been thinking about his crew, not just himself, when he's been saying these things. It's all we might. Right, it was it was not saving his life, it was saving everybody's life. Yeah, exactly. I would I would grant you that for sure. He's definitely not as self serving as Yamamoto thinks he is at this mm -hmm. point. I can definitely agree with that. And Tyler, being Tyler, kind of feels sorry that the Raugun has had to die for that. Speaking of the Ralgons, we uh we finally see the princess after a couple episodes. Empress, buddy. Sorry. Empress. At least two levels higher than a princess. Perhaps <laughs> kingships and empires don't really gel that way. I'm pretty sure that it's one level higher because she was the princess. Yeah. Of yeah, daughter of the emperor and then moved up one notch. <laughs> Right. Someone died. <laughs> everyone moves up one. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. We've got... She's talking to Space Neflite. <laughs> Captain, yep. Captain, Captain Dom. Yeah. Not pictured Captain Sub. <laughs> <laughs> They're off screen, just down a little bit. Oh. It's true. <laughs> just wait until we meet Shia Haas. Uh, Dom reports that the the name of the ship that destroyed that, that destroyed their reconnaissance fleet was the Soyokaze, and that Captain Tyler was its commander. Just before the Raugan 
captain left the Soyokaze, he said he'd enter Tyler's name in the record. Apparently that record immediately got sent out so that Dom received it. That's going on his permanent record. So why didn't yeah. they send out the military secrets right away? Uh, Stop. <laughs> because he wanted to open his present. Yeah. 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 And here is one of the big uh, impetus. Is that the right word? For much of the series? For future things? Sure. sure. Because uh, Empress Azaline commands that Tyler be brought before her because she wishes to meet him. Which is a thought that Dom has apparently has uh, also had. So they want him to be Captain Sub. <laughs> yes. Furthermore, Azaline asks Dom what his opinion is on how to win a war. And Dom says that he believes luck. Good fortune is what's most important. Well, the humans have that in spades with Tyler. True. What are your thoughts on the love, strength, discipline, luck? Money. Oh, yeah, kind of. I say money. Money wins war. Yeah. Because I'm kind of of the mind, uh, if you have good luck on the battlefield, you're not going to get shot. You're not going to get blown up. You're not going to get captured. I mean, luck is incredibly important. It's also something you have literally no control over. Exactly. Which is why I say money or discipline. Well, and you can buy discipline. <laughs> True. Any one of those in in um, in a large enough quantities is going to win a war. But yeah, so a mix of all of them probably. Yeah, maybe a little. I mean, that goes back to the Ralgon captain. Yeah. I mean, I could... Win a war against the entire United States military with enough luck, but who has that kind of luck? Like, if every single bullet ricocheted away from onto somebody fucking, else. That'd be and, fucking wild. I mean, that's Domino from X <laughs> yes. Factor. Yes. I don't know if Tyler has uh, that pinpoint accuracy with his luck. Normally, the United States military could smash an army that was, uh, I don't know, what's a tiny little country that is in the middle of nowhere? Can't even think of anything. Madagascar, you know? There you go. There's just uh, overwhelming force. Yeah. You also consider it uh, luck that uh, your your opposing uh, army doesn't have as much resources or money as you do. I'm not sure if that's luck. I mean, it can be luck, but I think also that's some of that's planning and power strength. Structure. When you're a major economic strength, you can, you have the power to be that much stronger. All right. Well, that about does it, right? That's pretty much it. Azaline wishes Dom good fortune, and Dom says he's looking forward to his first meeting with Tyler on the field of battle. We'll see what how he feels after that meeting, though. And the Soyokaze returns to USPF-controlled space and announces that they've destroyed four enemy ships. End credits. Well, preview yes. for next episode, then end credits. Yes. There's some boobies. Four ships. So we'll see the fallout of that. All right, well. Break hard. No, break hard. Stop it. <laughs> All right, that does it. That does it. We need to get out of here. Oh, this is the part where we talk about our thoughts on this episode now, and it's Matt's turn to go first. Uh, My thought is that I could easily think about it and probably find discussion points for the next two hours. But this was the episode that solidified the series as something that I wanted to keep collecting VHS tapes of back in the late 90s. But yeah, I definitely see uh, your points about how uh, about the begin the end of the previous episode and the beginning of this one, and how things could have been rearranged to make th- perhaps make that that its own episode. 
Yeah. But yeah, good episode. Lots of fun getting to know the characters, how they're going to react to uh, Tyler being the captain, I guess. If I'm being completely honest, I'm not trying to shit on this. I think it was kind of a for <laughs> I think it was kind of a forgettable episode. Uh and I think part of that was the pacing. I think the the pacing if you took the good parts of the last episode, which there were a lot of good parts, and uh the good parts of this episode, which were the back half, uh post break card, and you slap break them card. together. It's now Bill. When you slap them together, then you have a then you have a really well put together episode. Otherwise, a lot of this was very forgettable, in my opinion. We also need to, of course, bring into account the fact that I've uh, I've bought uh, this series on every uh, new media incarnation that's been out. I've seen it dozens of times. True, and I, True. I can't I can't really uh, speak from the first time watch perspective uh, like you guys can. Well, that's fair. That's fair. That's why we do this. I think I was into this one probably more than most of the previous episodes. Uh, like you said, the the front end of it was really slow, but it was kind of nice that we, the back half was what I assumed the show's actually going to be. Like, you say slow, but I say intricate. <laughs> <laughs> and I say slow. <laughs> slow um, intricate. And I say pointless, but anyway. The back half was, like I said, if this is now getting into what the actual show is supposed to be, like the actual rhythm of an episode is. I can enjoy that. I can get behind it. Still funnier than uh, Fully Coolie. Yes, I will yeah. give you that much. As Matt plays double dutch with his microphone uh, cord there. Uh, double dutch, still <laughs> got one. Oh, sorry, single dutch. Yes, much better than Fully. That's it? I think That's so. It. Go home. That's it? Why it's time. Here? I don't know. Uh, hey, thanks for hanging out with me tonight. This has been our review of episodes three and four. Three and four. Together. Like peanut yes. butter and jelly. Totally planned it that way. Totally planned it that way. 100% planned it that way. Thank you to Bill for his review of episode three. You're welcome. And thank you to Matt for your <laughs> review of episode four. My episode are long-winded. That's okay. You have a lot of exciting things to talk about. Next time we'll be back with episode five. Angel in white begins with an H. The fifth is that one. what the title is? <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm looking at it. Okay. Sure. What Matt, what Matt said. Whose episode is that? That's mine. Ah. Okay. I have the next one. I have episode five. And and enjoy it. It's a bit uh it's a bit hetero horny. So uh Cool, my <laughs> favorite thing in the world. I love me a good heterosexual horn fest. Let's get drunk first. Uh, as we talked about in the first half of this episode to get drunk first. As we talked about in the first half of this episode, before the break card, my annoyance with uh, Chainsaw Man. But anyway, it's time to get out of here. And uh, I guess I introduced, so I guess I'll send us home. Uh, this has been Tootie Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in some age uh, talk about anime. And I didn't expect to run out of painkillers. My name is Andy. And I'm the happiest man in space. I'm Bill. In honor of History of the World Part 2 finally coming out, here's a reference to History of the World Part 1. It's good to be the captain. I'm Matt. And we will see you next time. Kisses. We're in our 40s. You gotta get over it. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information on our show, visit tuningjapanese.com, where you can find links to our past eight seasons of the show, bonus episodes, and articles. 
can also contact us on social media. Visit facebook.com slash tuningjapanese for updates, tweet at us at tuningjapanese, and email us your feedback and comments at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please consider supporting our show by leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to today's episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, or any other number of podcatchers. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese and support the show monetarily. There you can find bonus episodes and our special audio series, Tuning In, where we provide first impressions on a number of popular anime series. Special thanks to our Patreon supporters, Ryan Nash and Matthew Van Diver. Our business here is finished. Let's go! Uh, hold it! Look what he's got. Huh? That's... Please accept this gift. A gift? Yes, as thanks for teaching us so much about fighting wars. After all... We got to hear a live talk from a professional Ralgon Imperial soldier. We're extremely grateful to have received such valuable advice from you. I didn't get your name. Justy Oweki Tyler, age 20. That name shall be entered in the record. Entered in the record? Oh, don't go to any trouble on my account. That's... isn't that... yeah, it is. Did the captain surrender because he planned this from the beginning? It can't be. I don't believe it.